I'm Ben Glickman, and you're listening to The Bruno Brief from the Brown Daily Herald and WBRU. Each week, we take you inside one of the Brown Daily Herald's top stories. On March 9th, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee announced a new plan to prioritize school teachers in the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Previously, the state's plan prioritized by age, health conditions, and geography, but not by occupation. This week, we speak with Stella Olkin-Hunt, a staff writer for The Herald, about the change in vaccine strategy and how Rhode Island's teachers are reacting. Stella, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us what some of your sources' reactions were to the news that they would be made eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine? A lot of the sources have been in school since September 1st, and a lot of them have been in classrooms within close proximity to students. So I think it came as a really big relief to hear that they were finally being prioritized with the new Governor McKee, knowing that they wouldn't have to be as concerned about their own health and the health of their students. Here's Maribeth Calabro, president of the Providence Teachers Union. We've been in school since September. So um, folks who are in school and given the uh, number of cases that we've had and the number of quarantines that we've had, we truly believe that we should have been prioritized, especially those of us who have been in buildings that were impacted with more than a random amount of COVID positive cases. They're in the first round of doses through the plan that Governor McKee announced, which I believe starts on March 10th, and that would be high school teachers and VLA or virtual learning academy teachers who have been teaching virtually. High school teachers, because their students are more ingrained within the community, they either have jobs or they're in multiple classes, they drive cars, and they really want to prioritize the teachers in that sense. And VLA, because they tend to already be high risk, given that they are teaching virtually. So Stella, can you give us some context for Rhode Island's vaccine plan before this announcement by Governor McKee? What was the state's strategy? It was age group based and also whether you have a pre-existing condition. So they weren't doing it based on occupation. They were also prioritizing those who were frontline workers, which was pretty common across the whole nation. They were prioritizing people 65 and over. And now they're starting to prioritize people with pre-existing conditions, 16 to 64. Governor McKee, he announced he wanted to prioritize teachers to get them back into schools and really uplifting the economy. He really did that quickly. We were glad that our new Governor McKee was able to do that for us and prioritize us relatively quickly. I, I don't even think that the former governor was in the sky <laughs> on our way to Washington when he, when he made that announcement. So it came as a huge relief to teachers. Tell us a little bit about what the logic is to prioritize teachers for vaccination, because I know that a lot of the thinking behind prioritizing uh, older residents and people with pre-existing conditions is that these vaccinations would minimize hospitalizations. Is it the same logic with teachers or is it something else? I think with this plan, Governor McKee just wanted to provide an additional opportunity or place to get vaccines for staff. And it's not just for teachers in Rhode Island. It's also for childcare workers and it's for other educators and staff who would work in the district. So I think the idea behind this was really to try to get teachers back into school. And because teachers are interacting with so many students, um, by vaccinating the teachers, by default, you have kind of that further safety measure of not only parents wanting to send their children back to school, but also just feeling generally more safe to go in the classroom and be able to teach kind of in the more normal way, like before the pandemic. So that's based around a conviction that in-person schooling is 
really something that children and students in Rhode Island need, right? I think people have come to understand that virtual learning is not going to be the same as in-person learning. I mean, you can try to replicate it as best as you can, and I think that's what the Virtual Learning Academy has done. But I think in-person learning does have that interactions and the skills that are quite different, especially when you're teaching younger students. My mom's a teacher, and so she would argue that being in-person with small children is really important, but really difficult to do during a pandemic. So tell us a little bit more about what role Governor McKee played in that switch. You were telling us about how Ramondo's plan seemed to differ. Was this something that McKee specifically was pushing for? He was really pushing for teachers to be vaccinated, and he was pushing for it more than the predecessor, Governor Ramondo. And certainly he was making sure that the effort was followed through on, that teachers were prioritized as quickly as possible with the new influx of vaccines coming into Rhode Island. I don't know exactly what his role was in that and if he was the only proponent pushing for the vaccination of teachers. My guess is that there were probably a lot of others, but he was definitely one player in prioritizing teachers and one could probably say a pretty important player. In late January, Governor McKee actually disagreed with Governor Raimondo's plan to not prioritize based on occupation and thus not prioritize teachers. And he publicly made a statement that he thought we should prioritize teachers. Here's Governor Dan McKee in a news conference January 14th. The ultimate goal is to get as many kids in in the classroom as you can. We've got to understand that hundreds of hours of time are being lost. Here he is again on January 23rd. The teachers need to be elevated in order for our economy to open up. Now that Rhode Island has made this decision to vaccinate teachers, how will this plan be implemented? Yeah, so the plan kind of functions as like an alternative way to get vaccinated. Teachers can still get vaccinated through CVS or Walgreens or even Vaccinate Rhode Island, but this is also another way to do that. They set up this one designated location for vaccinating teachers and staff within Providence, and it is 335R Prairie Avenue. And there are three shifts, all structured around hours that teachers aren't working, so they wouldn't have to leave the classroom or get a substitute teacher to cover them while they get the vaccination. It's not only applying to public schools within the Providence District, it's also private and charter schools, which is an additional benefit, so they don't have to try to figure that out for themselves. In the Providence Journal, there was an estimation that 18,500 people will be vaccinated under the new program for educators. How big of a change will this program make in the course of vaccinations already happening? Were many teachers already getting vaccinated before this plan was announced? Yeah, so from my understanding, a lot of teachers were already vaccinated. Either they were in the 64 and older range or they had some existing condition or right as they were prioritized with Governor McKee's announcement, they signed up not through the plan, but through a different resource. So I think it definitely will make a big difference. I'm not sure exactly how much of a difference it'll make, but it will definitely provide some sense of ease because they have this alternative method of signing up. Also, given that the Vaccinate Rhode Island website has had a couple issues, this will definitely be another way to do that. Does this new plan mean that all teachers will have to be vaccinated? No, it doesn't. So Laura Hart, she's a spokesperson from the Providence Public School District. She noted that it's still optional. So they're not requiring teachers now or in the near future 
to get the vaccine. It's still up to their discretion. And Governor McKee, with his predictions, also noted that not all teachers will get the vaccine, even though a majority of them most likely will. What does this mean for how Rhode Island schools are going to look going forward? Many districts had already had in-person learning or hybrid learning. So does this mean that school functions will be even closer to what they were before the pandemic? Maribeth Calabro, the president of the Providence Teachers Union, remarked that she doesn't think that the way the classrooms are currently set up is going to change in the near future with the vaccination of teachers. That being said, there is going to likely be some change just because of the reaction of the parents. There are students who are currently in virtual academy Mm -hmm. who are coming back into schools. I think parents may feel a little more comfortable sending their students back once they feel like the majority of of educators have been vaccinated. So we may see a resurgence uh, of students coming back into brick and mortar. Configurations within classrooms will change just by virtue of students coming back into the schools. If there's not going to be a change in the literal organization of schools and in classrooms, did the sources you spoke to for this story say that their outlook would change? Yeah, most of the sources agreed that they would just feel more at ease, even if the way that the classroom is structured might not change immediately. I will say that there was a real um, a lightness about the morale of, of folks. When we heard that we were prioritized and now that folks have, a lot of our teachers have had the first vaccine, I think there is a sense of being able to breathe a little bit. Stella, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me speak. In other news, the U.S. District Court in Rhode Island dismissed a class action lawsuit brought by students from Brown and three other Rhode Island universities seeking tuition refunds for the spring 2020 semester. Chief Judge John J. McConnell Jr. ruled that the university had no contractual obligation to provide in-person schooling, so students were not entitled to partial refunds on their tuition. This has been The Bruno Brief. Our show is produced by Livy Burdett, Corey Gelbicknell, and me. The Bruno Brief is an equal partnership between WBRU and the Brown Daily Herald. I'm Ben Glickman. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.